Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, the Connections Pastor at Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, we hope that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. And we are on episode 235, if you're counting. And yes, that is new intro new music. music so, new uh, year, new music. Had a little yeah, to it. The, yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that's it was good. good. Uh, of course, I like jazz. So, you know, that's kind of a jazz sort of a I don't know. I just uh, thought it was funk, time for a change. A little bit funk, I guess. Yeah, 235 episodes. Sounds in. like, you know, uh, what's, the, um, what's the guy? I don't from know. South Carolina, the... Brown? James Brown. James he Brown. He was actually from Georgia, Look. not South Carolina. Yeah, but he lived in South Carolina. He did, Carolina, but from so. Augusta, Georgia. He, He's from my hometown, so you can't mess that well, up. Augusta, the Godfather of Soul is from Augusta, Georgia. Augusta and Aiken mixed together yeah, all the no, time. Yeah, no, they don't. So, they, um, yeah, there's actually <laughs> a statue of the Godfather of Soul in downtown Augusta. There you that, go. Uh, yeah. I remember, I remember um, Stacy and I had just started dating. We hadn't been dating very long, and we were... You know, we lived in New Orleans at uh-huh. the time, and um, I convinced her to come to Augusta to meet my family, all that kind of stuff. And she came and met me on the weekend that James Brown died. Oh, my heavens. Wow. That's yeah, a... so Augusta became a crazy place when James Brown died because yeah. his funeral was right there in Augusta. And, and the news media was news just media going was there. crazy. I mean, yeah. It was a big deal. Michael Jackson. Yeah. He's dead now, too. But he came and <laughs> paid his tribute to James Brown. It was a big deal. We but, all die. That, it just happens. It yeah. happens. But yeah, he had some soul. He had he had a crazy life, and yeah. So just, in honor of James Brown, you did that. I guess <laughs> is that what you is that where we're going with that? Uh, no, but, oh, okay. but but yeah. There you go. All right, there your little James Brown history for you, an Augusta native. There you go. Well, yeah. episode two hundred and thirty-five. It's a new podcast, a new uh, new, new year. year, new new all, new all kind of good things. Uh, we're uh, looking forward to God doing great things in the new year. And, uh, you know, one of the things that happens is we are on vacation, you know, most of us in that time period, whether it's a day or two or whatever, but you just feel like you're out of swing. So, you know, when you get back in into the sink, you're like on fire. I yeah. mean, you are moving forward. You are, I mean, you are doing everything you can. Yep. You know, I was out till late last night just trying to catch up and all kind of things. So, you know, it, it just happens. So, you know, as that happens, um, I think that we need to understand that busy is not always a good yeah, thing, yeah. is it? How many people do you know, Trey, who come back from vacation saying, I need a vacation for my vacation? Oh, everybody I know. Everybody I know says that. We don't know how to vacate. No, we know how to go do, we're busy we know during how to our go, vacation. Yeah, that's right. We know how to go and do stuff somewhere else. We don't know how to vacate. <laughs> I mean, I tell you, I felt like that. We, and the we, kids wear us out. Yeah, and everything wears all us that, out. Yeah, we just, went to... New Orleans for Christmas, which is not a vacation. It's a visitation. We yeah, go to see sure. our, our in-laws and outlaws and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Stacy's parents are creeping up in age. Stacy's dad is 88. Her wow. mom is 89. So wow. it's just they're getting that time of life where they need some more attention from us and all those kind of things. And we had some stressful events there we had to deal with. Like, it was not restful at all. I mean, it was it was it was a different kind of work that week. And so, yeah, I mean, we come back from vacations or holidays or whatever and, like, we don't feel rested. We don't feel like we uh, had the opportunity, to, especially Christmas, because it's just so crazy. Yeah. You had a pretty crazy Christmas, huh? No, you yeah. actually had a quiet Christmas. Well, you, well no, because, well. 
Oh well, you had yeah, yeah we had a, we had a situation had with my son-in-law, yeah, that's but, right, but that's with right. with the Who's physical doing injury. better, correct? He's kind of yeah, he's getting there. Um, the the doctor says encouraged, but the point is, is that this has been a Christmas where you know a lot of things have yeah. just gone yeah, haywire. Have, yeah, you know? a lot of people have tough Christmases. Yeah, so it, it was a tough Christmas for all the way around for not just us. I mean, a lot of people, and um, you know, it, but there does come a point we have to say, okay, what do I do to to get back to? Uh, I guess just normal living. I yeah, guess instead yeah. of being over, well, over that's the, the top, thing, you right? Know? Like one of my goals for 2024. One of my goals starting in the middle of last year. I don't know how how well I did with it. Like I really want to slow down. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to be. You know, I don't want to slow down in the sense where I want to do less work or you know not be productive and all those kinds of things. I want to continue to live um, a high intensity life for the sake of the gospel. Right. Yeah. Give my all for Jesus Christ. But at the same time, I want to enjoy life and I want to enjoy uh, my relationship with the Lord and. and and, and oftentimes we can get so intense mm-hmm. in the things of life that we don't have enough time to really slow down and to enjoy uh, our relationship with the Lord, relationship with family, um, and all those kind of things, the things that are really important, the things mm-hmm. that, that are going to last forever, you know, my relationship with the Lord. And um, you, we get busy doing lots of good things, even good things for God, yeah, yeah. but but don't really know the God we're doing the good things for, yeah. you know? And so so I really want to, Lord, uh, really start to convict me, you know, middle to the end of last year and um, you know, I just need to do a better job of, of slowing down a bit and, and enjoying life. Not that I don't enjoy life, but make being more intentional in, uh, making time for things that really do matter. Uh, and I think that's for all of us. Yeah. Like all of us need to slow down. In fact, uh, some of you might be familiar with the name Dallas Willard. Yeah, uh, he, he was, very familiar. He, I, I read a couple of Dallas Willard books last year that I hadn't read in a long time. Um, reading, again, reading through one again right now that our staff is going to read through that I hadn't read in a long time. But Dallas Willard was such a great thinker and um, really helpful as far as um, help, helping people to think through spiritual transformation mm-hmm. and what it looks like to be fully conformed to the image of Christ. And one of the things he said is that the great enemy of spiritual life in our day is hurry. Wow. And he's That's right. true. He's absolutely right. The great enemy of spiritual life in our day is hurry. I mean, we live in a time that is unlike any other time because we are a more hurried people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think back to biblical times, I don't think Abraham was really hurried. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he did a lot, but uh, I mean, like, know, he was waiting for a child, and he's 99 right? years like, old. Like, he wasn't really hurried. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he just uh, he did his thing. He followed God, and you know, I just took his time. I mean, think of the Bedouins. You know, yeah, wandering. Like that's, that's very similar that's to what a, he would have been. That's not a very know? hurried lifestyle, no. right? Or you think about King David. Yeah. I mean, King David was a pretty important man. He, was. he had a big old kingdom to to rule over, but still found some time to write a bunch of psalms or i mean think about solomon Mm. he was pretty busy too but found a lot of time to write thousands of proverbs i Mm -hmm. mean so you think about these great biblical figures like that they they seem to live an unhurried life and you think about the greatest man to ever live jesus who came to accomplish the greatest mission to ever be accomplished right to change the course of history through his death and resurrection if you read through the gospels like his life doesn't seem very hurried yeah it's intentional, mm-hmm. but you think about all the times that Jesus was interrupted by people and embraced those interruptions. Yeah, he didn't say, oh, "I got to do something else." Sorry. I mean, you think about just yeah. going through Samaria and meeting with the woman yeah. at the well and Big spending time talking and ministering to her, or you know, when he was on the way to he- heal Jairus's daughter yep. and That's and was yeah, was yeah. 
touched by that woman on the way and just takes the time to minister to her. Well, mm-hmm. He should have been in a hurry to get to the other place, but he wasn't. He took his time. And, and so you think about Jesus. I mean, I think in a lot of ways he's the model of someone who is very intentional and unhurried, if you will. And you think about just the discipline of, we read, I mean, Mark, the gospel writer, you know, loves to point out to us that he was up very early in the morning yep. and and in prayer and spending time with his father. Withdraw often. That's right, yeah. you know. And, and, and so you think about Jesus living an unhurried mm-hmm. life. And here we are in an American culture where you are looked down upon oh, yeah, if you, you lived are. an unhurried life. Like it is expected of us. Uh, to be a busy people. We were in Japan this past summer, and, you know, you think it's crazy here. Like, places like Japan, it's, it's just as crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this this hurried life of, of success and achievement, and you got to do, and, and we find ourselves just coming back from vacation, saying, I need a vacation for my vacation, right. or just stressed and anxious. And, I mean, you think about the number of people in America that struggle with things that I think are, are byproducts of a busy lifestyle, right? You think about just some of the health issues we oh, face, man, whether it's yes. high stress or high blood pressure or obesity or whatever the case may be, in large part because we don't take the time uh, to, to – um, Diet well, yeah, right. Let's, we're always eating fast stuff because we gotta get to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Some of us can't remember. This is reality, right? Some of us can't remember the last time we actually sat down at a dinner table yeah. at a home cooked meal, right? That we sat and you know um, lingered over. I mean, this just yeah. we're just always on to the next thing, and yeah. so it affects our health. Some of us have terrible. Bless you. Excuse me. That was um, I caught you. Bless you. you. Uh, we have terrible sleep habits. I yeah. mean, just all kinds of stuff that are in a lot of ways are the byproduct of a very hurried life. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we, we as a family made a determination that one of our disciplines, and it sounds strange, would be to eat dinner together yeah. every night. Yeah. Now, it doesn't always happen, but you have to at least make that commitment. Yeah, that's one of our goals, you know? too. The nights we're home, we're eating dinner around the table yeah. and talking. I mean, you and can't do it every time. All that kind of stuff. But, but, you know, if we hit four or five times a, uh, a week, we were happy. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, those are the type of things that you need to, if you have to discipline yourself to do it, do it. You know, that that's an important part of my children's growing up. They always remember the conversations around. That's the right. That's yeah. right. It's important. It's important. All right. What we're going to talk about today is how can I slow down in 2024? So we're going to call uh, 2024 the slow year. That's slow gonna, year. The slow year. Well, the intentional year. <laughs> okay. How about that? We'll call it the intentional the year. The unhurried. Intentionally intentional, slow year. Intentionally, yeah. intentionally unhurried. unhurried year. Okay, we'll do that. We're going we're gonna to slow down. We're going to give you some ways to slow down this year and really enjoy what God has for you in this All new year. All right. So the first way that we can do that is by, number one, take a day off. Yeah, I didn't realize how important this was. Mm. Um, so... You know, we're, we're doing lots of things at Northwood this year, and, and so I, I sought out a former mentor of mine um, l- late last year to help me think through some issues. He pastors a—he's just further along in the journey than I am right. as far as in pastoral ministry. He's mm-hmm. been in that a little bit longer, and uh, he's at a church in our state that um, has seen a lot of growth and doing a lot of great things for the kingdom, and he's just a dear friend. And so with some of the things that we're doing this year, you know, kind of expand the family of churches and uh, taking on some different ministries— um, building expansion, like I just felt like it was a good time for me to sit down with somebody and just get some yeah, coaching. Yeah, definitely. And, and not only that, but just be honest with you, like I'm I'm 45, so I'm right right square in the middle of midlife. And, and just, you know, I'll be honest with you, Trey, like it's, it's 45 has been a tough year, just trying to rethink things in my own life. Mm-hmm. And, 
you know, I want to minister well in this second half of my life. And so just not, not a midlife crisis. I didn't go out and buy a Ferrari or anything. I can't afford it. Oh, that wasn't your Ferrari out there. No, that, okay. was, that was Scott's. But so I didn't buy a Ferrari <laughs> or anything. Um, but still just kind of thinking through what does it look like to be oh. a middle-aged man and just, just lots of stuff I've been working through in the past year. So I, I met with, with, with my mentor and uh, just he – just started asking me about, you know, what my day off looked like. I'm like, well, I generally our office staff, we take off Friday. Mm-hmm. But it's inevitable that, like, taking Friday off, and there's stuff that inevitable. comes up, right? Like And big things. I mean. And not bad, yeah, right? Like, you know, they're, um, so for me, my regular rhythm on Friday was I would still get up really early. And uh, for the past few years, I've always had a discipleship group that met on mm-hmm. Friday mornings. That was the first thing I did. And then I always just kind of um, have taught piano on Friday just to make some extra cash, that kind of thing. So, so my, the up until about noon on Fridays, it was it was not necessarily church work, but it was work, right? Yeah, it yeah. was discipleship group. It was teaching piano, whatever. And so he really challenged me just to, okay, you've got to Sabbath. You've got to take a day. Now, we could get in all kinds of conversations about Sabbath and biblically what that looks like, but the, the, we're not going to do that. Just, the, But the, the idea of establishing a weekly rhythm of mm-hmm. just clearing your schedule and just being very slow and unhurried through your day. And so... Um, you know, you know, for me, a lot of it has to just plain old do with thinking. Yeah. I just have to kind of just take a step back and say, you know, this is a time for me to think about the things of the Lord. Yeah. You know, spend extra time in prayer, spend extra time in my That's Bible right. reading. That's right. Spend extra time with family, all those things, and just kind of I have to put, I try my hardest. Yeah. It never, and I shouldn't say never, but it's very hard to do. But, you know, not answer the phone. Yeah. Uh, you find out somebody's in the hospital and not doing well. You feel like you need to be there, yeah, those yeah. kind of things. and Because their life matter, too. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, I just feel like I have to close my mind off. Right, it's almost right, more right. than a physical thing. It's yeah. just shut the yeah. mind down. Yeah, so, so I, I, over the last couple months now, I have, I have cleared my Friday calendar. Now, there are always going to be things that come up. There will be that person yep. that... You know, need to minister to. There will be a funeral, to, and I get all that. But but by and large, right? Like I've I've cleared my Friday calendar, and I can already tell like it's made a difference. Like I yeah. look forward to Friday, yeah. and you know, uh, having a little more time so in the you, morning. Seriously, uh, are you still doing discipleship and then start? Yeah, I'm still that? doing it, but not on Friday. Okay, I moved okay. it to Monday morning, so now okay. my Mondays are twelve hour days. But that's all right. Like me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, so I'm doing on Mondays now, and I, I I moved piano teaching to another night in the week. So so I moved everything I could off of Friday to another right. day of the week, and you know, it made some longer days uh, during the week, uh, but not terribly. And 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 but it has given me that Friday back, and that's been really nice, mm. and not just for extra Bible reading and prayer time, which certainly I do and is important, but just to do some things I don't. Normally good to do, right? Go play a little golf or go fishing or yeah. just things that I can do to be out and, and enjoy nature and enjoy God's creation. I mean, my boys are in school. My wife is working. So, I mean, I get some solitude, which we'll talk about in a minute. I get some solitude, which is really good for my soul, mm-hmm. you know? And and I know not everybody can do that in the way that, that I do that or you do that, Trey, but just kind of thinking through what does it look like yeah, what for you does to have like? some uninterrupted time uh, where you're not um, feeling the weight of all the stuff you got to do, right? Like this idea of, of of Sabbathing, of resting, is just really important. And I don't think, like I know for me personally, like I'm learning how to do it. I don't know how to do it, right? And I knew like towards the end of last year, I really don't know how to do this. And yeah. and so I've read some more about Sabbathing and about uh, just rest and, and stillness before the Lord and I'm trying to put some things into practice. And it's been really, really helpful thus mm-hmm. far. And so I'm really looking forward to this year and just really exploring what it looks like to have a day where um, 
I don't feel the rat race of life. Yeah, I think it's important. Yeah, for me, it's been it's been a godsend all my life. I've I've, I've tried to. Typically before I got here, it was Monday. Monday yeah. was our day off, yeah. you know, and uh, I want to spend my worst day not in church. So, you know, my worst day is always uh, tends to be Monday because yeah. uh, you give out so much on Sunday. But, uh, yeah, the take a day off is so important. Yeah, so if you can figure that out, I think it's going to help you to figure and out it's how to look, take a day off. It's going to look different for everybody. Gonna, and so what I tell people is do what you can, not That's what right. you can't. So I can't do that. Okay, what can you do? That's right. All right, That's what right. does it look like That's for right. you? All right, number two, turn off the noise, and yeah. this is a big one. So that's a big thing for the day off. Yeah. Definitely. Right? But it's a big thing just for every day. I mean, because we, we live in a noisy culture, um, and and media has really made it a lot louder because our lives are inundated from the time we get up to the time we go to bed. 24-hour news, the, by, by 24-hour news, the yeah. gadgets we have in our hands, yeah. our phones and all that. Yep. I mean, it's a noisy, noisy world. And, and we're afraid if we turn off the noise, we're going to miss something. We have the old FOMO going but, on. Yeah, that's right. We've got FOMO. We're going to miss out on something. But the reality is you really don't. No. Right? And so just figuring out ways in your days where you can take time to turn off the noise, mm-hmm. where you can have some silence and even solitude. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that Friday now of having some time to myself has been really helpful where, you know, that, that re-energizes me, I think, to engage my family well. By, by the time the afternoon gets around, I'm ready for them to come home. And uh, so that really helps to have that time of just silence and solitude where, um, you know, I, I try not to... Um, be on the phone a whole lot on Fridays or what the case may be. But, but I've, and I've got to do a better job during the week of that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we try to do a good job during the week of the TV doesn't come on in the house. Yeah, uh, until good. sometimes late in the evening yeah, when the boys are good. down, we'll, we'll we'll turn on and watch them. We fall asleep. But eight we, o'clock, eight thirty. You know, we is about we, when the we phone, don't uh, have the TV, TV constantly on. going off yeah. on our. Um, you know, I've got to do a better job in the evenings of not checking my phone so much. I mean, things like that. But but just we need to do a better job of turning off the noise so that we can make room for um, things that matter, Definitely. conversations yeah. and. Uh, relationship building and thinking about the Lord and what He's doing in our lives, and like we, right. we've got to make room for that. And it's hard to make room for that when your con- when your life is constantly bombarded by the noise. And and the reality is is that many of us, I mean, we just do. We live very noisy lives, and and I think that's stressing us out. It's causing us to live this hurried life mm-hmm. because it's just that one thing to the next, and I've got to hear the latest this, and I've got to see this, I've got to check this, and you just don't. You can chill out a little bit. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, Kelly, she has, her Sabbath is Saturday because, of course, she works five days a week. And then Sunday, you know, we know that Sunday is a work day. Yeah, you it's know, a busy day. It's a busy day. It's a hard day for us. So Saturday she has to be very jealous with because she has to say. And so if I have things planned on Saturday, it, you know, she says, but that's our day. That's the only day I have, you know. So uh, and what I'm trying to get at is it's important that we do it so that we are able to do that with with those that we love that's as, right. as well. That's so, right. That's right. So turn off the noise. All right, number three, go to bed earlier and get up earlier. This is really a big deal that I don't think many of us think about, mm-hmm. right? Like oftentimes on talk about people who don't have a regular time with the Lord. Right. It's just because they're not using their time well. Yeah. Right. And so years ago, you know, I made the decision to get up early, Mm -hmm. five o'clock in the morning early. Right. And I've been doing that for years. Six is early for me, but anyway. Well, for me, it's five o'clock. You know, I go to bed about nine. And your kids, that's that's another And I have to because I've got kids in the house. And so, you know, by the time, you know, 630 rolls around, everybody's up. We're trying to get out the door. So I have about an hour to an hour, 20 minutes every morning that that really is uninterrupted. Mm -hmm quiet time. Hudson usually gets about 5.45, but he's really good about getting himself ready and being quiet, so I don't feel like he's an interruption to my time whatsoever. But that's the time I use, right, to be with the Lord, to pray, to um, 
um, you know, read. Um, and man, I can't imagine not having that at this point in my life. Mm -hmm. Like that is so rewarding and enriching for me and really does help me to maintain my sanity. And so um, that's a commitment, right? Mm -hmm. That's a discipline. I intentionally go to bed early uh, and I intentionally get up early. And I'm telling you that because, you know, talking about slowing down, right? that kind of stuff helps. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't feel the rush when I get up in the morning of, oh, I got to get out the door in 30 minutes. And I think most of us live that way. We wake up at the last minute mm-hmm. trying to get things, you know, together and run out the door and don't have any time before we get out the door to reflect, to think, to pray, and just run, 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 run all day long. Um, and then stay up late at night binge watching Netflix yeah, you know, yeah. for two or three hours. And it's just not healthy, to be honest with yeah. you, right? Like, um, I can't tell you the last show we binge watched like we just don't do that I right do like that. And if you do that if you enjoy that's i'm not you know judging you for doing that i mean whatever but i'm just saying like for you for us like yeah. that's just not what we do yeah. we we you know we enjoy entertainment we enjoy whatever but we try to put it in a proper put it in its proper place yeah yeah like to. it's not gonna consume my life for three hours a day and so you know spending that time with the family in the evening and then going to bed early uh, and getting up early like it has for me over the years like that has been a game changer mm-hmm. I wasn't always good at that but I feel like I've gotten pretty good at that early to bed early to rise thing and I can see the dividends that it's paying in my life and so listen I, I get it some of you your best hours are in the evening I get that whatever I know we've all got to figure out who we we are and how we best operate, like that, yeah. um, but but putting some intentional habits in place, I do think helps you to slow down. And um, and really, you think about it, like you can do that. You can go to bed earlier, you can, and you can get up earlier. Like yeah. you can make that commitment and try it and just do it. I know for some of us, it's a big step. It's hard. But again, over time, you just you build that habit. And I'm just telling you, for me personally. Um, Man, it's just paid huge dividends. So you want to slow down, go to bed earlier, get up a little bit earlier. Well, I, I tend to get up earlier. I mean, I do get up earlier, but but uh, I tend to go to bed earlier because I sleep better during the night. So I get be- excuse me, get to bed later. Yeah. And I found that that helps me sleep through the night. And the older you get, you get the sleep issues. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, you know, still, if I get my six hours, I'm fine. If I, if yeah. I go from yeah, midnight that, to six, too, I'm fine. Right? Like you know. You know Jay over at Gethsemane, he needs two hours of sleep at night. That I mean, <laughs> seriously, amazing. that man is crazy. He he literally sleeps two to three hours a night. Yeah, he's amazing. And he really is, I, and he, he doesn't care. He, I mean, he's, he's not fine. Like, you know, so you know, I get all of our bodies are different and all that, but just so just figuring that rhythm though, I think is really important. All right, and I like this one: uh, read more and watch less. That really is number important, four, pops. I mean, I know a lot of these things we can keep coming back to the noise that we allow in our lives. Yeah. Um, but I'm telling you, there's so much value mm. in just sitting down and finding time to read. Um, you know, I, I know I, I have lots of friends who are on the Goodreads app that kind of yeah. tracks your reading. And so I've seen at the end of the year, all my, my friends posting how many books they read. And I didn't read as much as I wanted to last year. I read 22 books. Wow. Which, you know, that's about two books a month. I, I, well, before I kids, I, I would easily read 50 to 60 books a year. Yeah. That was kind of the rhythm before, before kids came because I had the time. Um, now I don't, I can't go home and spend two hours reading every night. So I have to work it in, but you know, 22 books, I want to read, you know, 24 books this year, two a month if I can. Uh, so setting those goals and then picking the right things to read things yeah, are going to, you know, um, picking things that are going to feed your soul. Like I said, I, I read a lot of, uh, I read a couple of Dallas Willard books last year. I read some Tim Keller, you know, I'm, I'm reading, you know, some history this year, I'm reading a book right now, um, on 10 emperors over the course of Rome's history. This is really interesting. So find those good things that will they'll, they'll, they'll teach you some things and you know minister to your heart i mean um some good fiction like i i, I do fiction on audio uh, so i can yeah. like do it in the car wherever the case may be i don't necessarily read it with the book in hand but i mean I, i've just found like that 
you you learn and grow as you read. It helps your brain. It, it helps your heart. And and you know, um, as much as there are some shows on the television I like to watch, they, they don't do the same thing for me as reading a good book does. That's just yeah. bottom line, right? And um, I'd rather binge read than binge watch. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so so I think it would do all of us <clears throat> a lot of good if we just got back to reading. Yeah. If we would watch less. And read more. Mm-hmm. If you would, you carve out time. I mean, you know, the way, the way the studies show, like, it's literally hours that most people spend consuming media every day. Yeah. Hours. Right? Take one of those hours and just read. Yeah, one. You'd be amazed. One hour. Right? You'd and, be amazed. And it how might much not be 24 yeah. books, but read, set a goal, read five, read 10, read 12, read one a month. It's not that hard. Yeah. If you read 20 pages a day, yeah. which takes about an hour mm-hmm. uh, for most of us, you'd be amazed at how many books you can actually get through in a year just by reading 20 pages a day. It's Is not it? that hard. There's some of us that devour books. So uh, what I do is when I start a book, I finish it. I just cannot, even if it's a how-to book, you know, I'm in the middle of doing small group and thinking small groups through and all those things. So I'm reading all these books, yeah. but I devour them. In yeah. other words, I don't say, well, I'm going to read this book in the next six months. I mean, within three days, that book's done. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah, I'm done with it, you know. And, most, like, I, I, can, I, I, I can't do that. I don't have the time <laughs> to do that. It's just me. That's how um, I work. But um, And also just in that, and we, we could do a whole podcast on reading, um, you know, I'm not afraid to not finish a book. If I don't like it, I don't finish it. Yeah, I've been. A lot of people feel like they have to once they start, they got to finish I it. Do I don't not feel, feel that way, that way if, at all. If, if I'm not getting anything from it. I say this, this is well, worthless. Boom, yeah, I'm not going to waste. I'm my done time. with it, yeah. right? So, uh, but I think that's really a good habit to develop to help you slow down a little bit. It's just to read more. Okay, read more, watch less. Number five, talk more. <laughs> This is good. Talk more and text less. Yeah, stop with the texting. Well, not all. Of them. I mean, we got to right. Like that's how we communicate. Yeah, unfortunately, the, but you know, the thing I, I always say is um, texting is for information, not conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Stacy, I'll be home in thirty minutes. You know, or I'm doing. But a lot of us, we'll we'll type out you know six paragraph text, uh, and like when I oh, come on, like just pick up the phone and call me. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, there's something about relationship building that only happens in conversation. And you can misunderstand writing yeah, that's right, so that's easily, right. especially and, and that's, text. That's what we're missing. Like we're we're in such a hurry that we don't take time yeah. to conversate. Now that's, I think that's what's wrong with our culture. Is we've forgotten how to communicate, yeah, right? Like, and so you know, all these conversations are happening over text, and you know, feelings get hurt. We misunderstand. We don't see the tone of voice in a text, and all those kinds of things. And we're missing out on actually building relationships. And you know, like turning the screen off, reading more, being around the dinner table, all those things, and just. You know, just getting back to those basic habits of communication, I think, are, are going to help you live a more unhurried life. Because after all, my goodness, like God has left us here on this earth to be in relationship, relationship with him and relationship with others. You're so busy going to different places, mm-hmm. to ball practice, to do this, to do that. And you've forgotten, like I've forgotten, like just how important it is to sit and talk to build relationships through conversation. I need to do a better job of it. I get it, but I think we can all do a better job of texting less and talking more. Yeah, just because we talk about these things, by the way, that doesn't mean we have it all together. No, I We're working, struggling through yeah. these things too. That's right. And so, uh, you know, I, I lo- I'm a talker, as you know. Yeah. That's one you reason are. I'm where I am. You are. Uh, as as connections pastor. So it, it's easy for me to talk. now. We're, so we're talking to people that will literally sit at a dinner table and text each other back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and crazy. And you're going, uh, this is a little strange. Yeah. You know, for us, especially... Uh, I'm the I'm the younger end of the boomers, but you know it's just really strange because yeah. I just want to talk. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and Stacy called me on that earlier this past year. Like, I, I, Stacy and I have always had a strong marriage. And, yes. Um, yes. You know, but every marriage goes through its seasons. Of course. And, and you know, I was just so so hurried last year. Uh, that it was a, really affecting, you know, the way I was communicating at home and all those kind of things. And I, I think I've made some progress. I think I've gotten better. Um, but I was just so hurried, yeah. right? Like she called me out, like just 
Um, Thank which, God which, for wives yeah, that yeah, do, by which, the way. You know, so I, you know, I got some little marriage retreat books, and I think, you know, and I've made some real attempts to to slow down because, I mean, even for me, like, just and it wasn't that I was texting her; it was just like I was just not, I was just so I hurried. Love you, hun. And so, yeah, so <laughs> across just, the table, you know, taking that time in your marriage, yeah, your kids, definitely. just to just take time every day to spend some time talking, Amen. and it doesn't have to be deep conversation, but just catching up and letting the conversation go where it does, like that stuff just really, really matters. So talk more, text less. You know, Kelly and I love, that's why we love our Saturdays, because what we do is we converse. Yeah. As we're reading the Word of God yeah. together, we're going back and forth together, yeah. talking about what we're reading and, and what's going on, then it brings other things up. So just use that. All right, number six, use all your vacation time. Yeah, I've always been really bad about that, too. How much, I, I'm always confused. Uh, I'm not a real good, I, I don't keep up vacation time. I have no idea what I have or what it, when <laughs> I've been. According to you know, our personnel policy. Here at no Northwood, uh, you and I, because of um, our length of service, I think we both have five weeks of vacation a year. And there is no way no. I use five weeks. No, no I mean, uh, we no take way. vacation time to go to New Orleans. I think we go two weeks a year. Yeah, so yeah. I, um, but using your vacation time, I'm, I, I remember. I hope that you, that you especially, you well, know, I'm just really burdened that you get out and do some things well, that you enjoy doing. I'm a, I'm a, take a week to go fishing. Take a week to go golf, yeah, play golf. Well, you know? good luck. We'll see. I'm gonna try better. Because I remember please. years ago when I was at another church, it was it was just it was a stressful time of ministry, and I took. Um, two weeks vacation at once instead of mm-hmm. taking one week then another week I took two weeks vacation um, it was great right because because w- what studies tend to show is when you vacate right like you don't really feel like you're resting until you're about six or seven days in they're right they're absolutely and, and right and so by the time you're six or seven days in it's time to do what come home yeah right you're ready uh, to turn around and get back so, to it so I took two weeks one time and it was really, really helpful. Now I haven't done that since, and I and I know that most of us can't take two weeks of time, and yeah. I get all that. But but at very minimum, like just finding ways to use your vacation time is really important. Like don't let that stuff go unused. And when you vacate, vacate. Like yeah. and that's what we got. That's what I've got to figure out because our vacation time is usually spent in New Orleans helping our our um, Stacy's parents, and all that's fine. And that that's that's the season of life we're in, and we got to do that. Uh, but you know, we we've already booked a an actual. This is the first time, well, second time in 15 years of marriage, um, we've taken our boys on one vacation. That, that wasn't New Orleans. That was just our family. Now, we've gone on some vacations with my parents, but we've only done one vacation as a family. Right. Um, just the four of us. Uh, well, we're doing one this year, so it's Good. past time. So That's we're gonna, great. Praise I've got us a, a house booked in, in uh, Tennessee for a week in the mountains because <sighs> I think we the mountains. So we're, but we're going we're gonna to try better. Fishing, That's right. right. We're going right, to do that. Right. We're going to try to do a better job this year of using all of our vacation. Well, praise the Lord, brother. That's good news. And then finally, limit nights away from home. Yeah, limit nights away from home. When I came, how easy is I that, know, right? Like, you know, and but again, we don't do it. It's tough. Like, I, I know my my boys are really involved in sports, and we're in church. So yep. This, so we got to. So we're in a season of life over the next few months where it's going to be difficult to limit nights away from home. Springs but, are tough. Yeah. When I came to Northwood, what I told our pastor search team that hired me was Northwood has th- three nights a week, mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. The I rest of the right. nights will be that's home, right. um, and I've tried to live by that because I don't want my boys growing up. With Daddy not being home in the evenings, right? And they so, will remember when remember you that. weren't there. That's right. So, believe me. So I, I told our pastor search team, you've got my um, Wednesday nights, obviously. Yeah. Uh, my Sunday nights, because a lot of times we'll do ministry on Sunday yeah, nights yeah, here. Yeah, definitely. And I'll give you one more night a week. Yeah. But other than that, I'm gonna be at home, you know, with my family, and that's that's been really good because that gives us time to sit around the table and have dinner together, which is really important in our home with the TV off, with all that kind of stuff, where we can sit and, you know, it's not always. I do know, want to bring two things together here. Cut the TV off during dinner. 
that really does help. <laughs> I'm telling you, people have. T- okay, this yeah, is yeah, a yeah, pet yeah, peeve yeah, of mine. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but but that that those nights at home yeah. just are really important, and just being with going out and throwing the ball, um, whatever. And so if you can find a way to limit nights away from home and spend more nights at home with your family, just doing things as a family, I think that's really going to help you to slow down in 2024. Amen, Pastor. Well, uh, okay, we, we've talked about all this, but let's, let's just hone it down. Where can they start? Where yeah. do we start? Where? Okay, I, I'm just super busy. I, I'm, I'm struggling with this, but I need to get started. How do they do it? Yeah, well, it starts with intentional commitment. Okay. Like you've got to determine. Like for me, I mean, I felt like last year I was getting to a moment of crisis. Like yeah. if I don't change something, like the next few years probably aren't going to be what I want them to be. So yeah. I think it's just an intentional commitment. Like is it and just and telling yourself right, like it's okay to slow down. Mm-hmm. God wants this for you. He wants you to rest. He wants you to spend time with Him. He wants you to focus on the things that matter. It is. Don't listen to the American culture. It's lying to you. It is. Because the American culture is telling you that busier is better. It's not. It's exactly it's a what lie, they say. right? What's better is that unhurried pace of life that's focused on the things that matter, knowing God and living for His kingdom and being led by the Spirit. That's what's better. So you've got to make the intentional commitment to pursue what's better. Amen. Pastor, thank you for this. I think it's been very beneficial as we start this new year. And as we do, why don't you close us down and get us ready for next week? Yeah, I hope this has been helpful for you uh, today. And if it has been helpful for you, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Have new content delivered to device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. That helps us get word out about our podcast. And as always, we hope today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.